It's nice to see some familiar faces from last fall, I think. Faces from other places. So welcome if you're new to this type of event and uh, nice to see the familiar ones. So right now check and see if there's rest inside you, if there's rest within. check to see if you have access to rest within. So what you're really looking for is a little space where your mind isn't going yakety 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 yak. Just a little space that might feel like it's kind of underneath it. Kind of feeling like you sink beneath it. If your mind is still very busy, just don't pay it so much attention. Don't be in the story of what your mind has to say. Mind will always be busy, that's what it does. It's just forever turning stories around you. It doesn't need to stop. It does for some, but not for most. Believing it, that's the key. You can choose not to believe it. Your mind is a great tool and you need it to get home and you need it to communicate and you need it to scratch your nose if your nose is itchy. But it's just a tool and it will tell you whatever garbage it's going to come up with next. And depending on what you had for dinner, that's going to change the quality of your thoughts. How you sleep tonight is going to change the quality of your thoughts tomorrow. It's a very fickle thing. Why would you as a mature human being believe something that's so fickle, that changes its opinion so much, so arbitrary? Why would you invest so much in what your mind has to say? It doesn't know anything about the truth. It's a tool. It's very useful for lots of things. But it doesn't know anything about what you're doing here and what life is about and if you are here and if this is real and what's real and what happens after you die. Your mind can create stories for all of these things. There's lots of versions and different approaches out there. And you'll find that some belief systems work for a while and then you, they don't work anymore. You'll find something that's deeper and that works again for another while. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. So if you can see that your mind is forever going to try and grab something new, it's forever going to try and, oh, it's about that. Oh, I have it now. Your mind will always try to land on a goal. It loves goals. But the truth, that which is beyond all of it, 
can't be known by your mind. Your mind can set it up as a goal to, to wake up, to achieve enlightenment. Your mind is going to set it up because it doesn't know what else to do with it. It has to set it up and project it as a goal. It has to. But it's not attainable in the way that every other goal is. It's not attainable. And your mind needs to know that. So there's part of you that I'm trying to encourage to can you access that piece of wisdom within you that that sees what your mind is at? Some other part of you has wisdom that is way beyond your mind and that has an ability to see what your mind is about. I want to talk to that part of you. Because that part of you knows what the heck this is about. That part of you knows that who you think you are is just who you think you are. That part of you knows that you are beyond anything you can imagine. That you are all of it. And as a little kid, you probably still remembered it. But then we start believing our mind. And then we end up at satsang trying to unravel and unbelieve what we grabbed onto. It's a bit nutty, you know? Yeah. But this is what we do, huh? So that wisdom deep within, it's got a knowing, but you might not know what you know. Because your mind might not be able to put a story on it in the way it can put usually usual stories on things that have time and place and names and subject, object, predicate, you know, the way we structure stories. That inner knowing, if it feels empty in a negative way, if it feels not okay, then what your mind is doing is presenting a barrier between you and the inner knowing so that you don't want to go there to keep the mind running the show. So if that inner stillness it's not accessible to you. Your mind is doing a good job. There's a little work to be done. So the part of you that knows, but it doesn't quite know what it knows. That's what I'm after. And don't look for it to talk to you because it doesn't work like that. Your mind does the talking. That's, that's the dialogue part, the monologue part. The endless stream of story. That's your mind. But what we're about here is expanding that inner knowing. So that you can pick up your mind, use it, and set it down. But the part of you that knows, it's, it's right there. It's like it's more immediate than your NOSC, your nose. <laughs> it's more immediate. But as soon as you try to put a story on it, or interpret it into something that you can use in your life, You've lost it. You're then in your mind again. So it's actually no good to you. The truth is really no good to you phenomenally in the world. It's really no good to you. It's not going to make your life easier or better. But the mind will imagine, well, of course, if I see the truth, of course, you know, I'll, uh, I won't worry about anything and, you know, I'll be happy and life will just be smooth because I'll just be accepting everything as is. And, yeah, you're right, but you'll still get a kick in the butt. 
Would you accept the kick in the butt? Would you still want to feel the kick in the butt by life? You know? Would life, your mind wants to imagine that self-realization, awakening, seeing the truth. I'll be better off when I'm there. And it's not true. That's the language of a goal-setting mind. Don't believe it, because it's the biggest barrier of all, because we've set up expectations. So as soon as you've got expectations, well, the further you're going from it, actually, because now we've got a whole story about it and we're, we're off in fantasy land. We might as well be having a fantasy about winning the lottery. It's the same thing. Just imagining how something would be if. Truth is way more subtle than that. There's no story to it, none at all. And you know, you can see through scriptures or even contemporary teachers' writings and talks where it looks like there's something in it for me, you know? And it's where the inner husband says to me, but you're not saying anything. This, I mean, how can you possibly, you know, have, have work where there's nothing to sell? And that's the whole point. And in our culture, there must be something to sell. You probably want to get something out of this evening. But, but the best thing I can give you is that, is that you have it already. You have it already. Anything else I would say would be a lie. You have it already. You're just too distracted with the stories of your mind. And somehow you're still believing that your mind is going to help you to find the truth. It can't. It's not wired for it. It can't. That inner knowing is there already. If your attention goes into the stories that your mind says, okay, now you're in, you know, la la land, you're in this illusion, you're in this creation of your own fantasy, you're, you know, consciousness is just imagining itself that it's lost and it has to find something. Find something. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> What do you want to do about it? Because the more things that you do about it, the more the mind is going to get be involved because it'll set up a goal. So now we have religion, and religion really works because then you're doing something about it. You know, you're doing a spiritual practice and you're 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 trying to go someplace, no? But the more you follow a specific path of guidelines and rules and regulations, well, you know, enjoy doing that. But enlightenment is not at the end of it. It might be there if you stopped your path. It might. But it might be very quickly try to find something else to do. Because it loves to achieve and find something else to hang on to, to work towards. What about that inner knowing that's there all the time? What about that? Your mind would say, oh no, don't shatter the goal. It can't be that simple. I've paid too much. You know. That's the game, no? That's the game. And every experience is worth having. This is coming and going, I think. There we go again. Every experience is worth having. But after a while, every experience is like the next one. It's just experience. Whether it's beautiful or 
through the pain. It's just experience. So what to do, huh? It's very difficult to get your mind to stop believing in the goal of awakening. It's much easier to develop a habit to see that your mind is a liar. That's much easier. Because then it's like you can, you can get to know the nature of your mind. You, you can see that actually everything it's, it's, your mind is going to present to you is true within its own context. It's true some of the time. But it can't be ultimately true because your mind can't go to where truth is known. It can't be. It's not word for it. That direct knowing. That's there. You have it. But your mind can't access it. So if you can get a handle on, you know, my mind is a liar. If you can really feel that, that your mind is a liar. If you can really get a handle on that, then you don't have to break down story by story. You're understanding the foundation of mind. You see? And it's interesting, as a species, we've organized ourselves, you know, in different groupings in order to share thoughts, to kind of pull together a group consciousness. One town and a, like, a friend earlier was saying that, you know, he, he used to live in Charlotte, you know, and it's tight and it's contracted and it's, sure, that was my experience as well. Like, they one weekend there and okay, I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> And then you come to a place like this that's much looser and, and the arts are here, so there's something, you know, there's something else that's accepted. When, when this very creative community, it's like there's something looser there. A lot of pockets of an, in Ireland have that also, of like a, a more accepting and liberal community because the arts are there, giving that opening to something that, that's not just the mind. So we group together and kind of share beliefs then. And we hang on to these beliefs and hang on to these goals, you know? And then we imagine, oh, this works for me, and it works for you for a while, because we attract, we attract, mm, the limits that we have in our minds, we, we gravitate towards people who have the similar limits, you know, we call them our friends. It's what we do, isn't it? You know, and if people have a different set of, of beliefs or limitations, we kind of clash with them and move away from them. So we, our mind is very clever. It wants to be reinforced by something that reflects where it's at. And we actually feel comfortable when we're around somebody with a similar belief system. That's, that's, that's really weird. <laughs> Do you know it is really? That the mind is in charge that much, that much. You know, that we have a sense of well-being just because our mind is mirrored by somebody else's mind. Wow. You see how much control it has over everything we do. We don't see the tricks that it's at. It's very useful. It makes us live in community. We have to live as community. We, we, we don't manage as hermits very well. It's very rare. 
We all depend on each other too much. That's our species, and it's a beautiful thing. And so the mind has to morph to make that work. And we think it knows something about the truth. Gosh. So you, if you can get an idea of the arena of mind, the, the area, the scope of where it's a really useful tool, really helping us as a species, helping you to raise your kids and to educate yourself and speak foreign languages and learn a new song, whatever it is. But the truth, way out of its depth, way out of its depth. And it's funny, you know, because that inner knowing that you have all the time, finding a linkage between that inner, I don't know, what do we call it? Stillness, emptiness, openness, calm. These are just kind of adjectives. It's not really it because we can't really know what it is, really. Our mind can't. But we can point towards that inner stillness. So how do you link up between the personality, the character, and that inner stillness? Because that's the thing. That's the project, really. It's how, how does the inner stillness motivate every breath that you take, every attitude, opinion, every single moment coming from that knowing or is it co-opted by your busy mind that's doing the right thing, that's looking for approval, that wants to, you know, get here on time? What, what happens there? Because the inner movement, life itself, comes from that inner stillness, that inner knowing. Life itself, that is life. But mind, let's go in this direction, we go in that direction, and sometimes it feels like, I didn't follow my intuition. And sometimes that, your mind kind of interprets it in that way. But that inner knowing is much deeper than intuition. Just one of its ways of talking to the personality is through intuition. Just one of the ways. What's it going to take for your personality to yield to that inner knowing that you have 24-7? Knowing that your mind is a liar helps a lot. So then what about the rest of the personality? How's that going to fit in so that so that pure consciousness, that inner knowing, so that that is the thing that's in charge. Like, which comes first? The physical form, the personality, and consciousness is second? Your, like, life itself is, is the slave of your personality and your own drive and your own ambition? Or is it the flip side? That life, pure consciousness, is moving all of it, and that your character is a tool being used by pure consciousness. Which is it? That's where surrender comes in. I think pretty much every religion has, has that I've come across anyway has, has looked at surrender in some way. Has played with that, not my will but thine. And, but you know, just, just that recognition that something has to surrender, has to yield. Mind of a liar is a good way of yielding. That strips it of its power. 
But that inner knowing inside you, what's it going to take for your personality, for the character that, that gets turned on in the morning, the moment that you recognize, oh, it's Friday, it's such and such a, a day. The moment that your story starts, what's it going to take for that story to serve life itself that flows through you? Pure consciousness, pure awareness. That energy that moves all, that is all. God, call it what you like, it doesn't matter, it's all the same thing. What's it going to take for that to be in charge and for the physical form to be used by pure consciousness and not manipulated by ideas and rules and conditioning and all the other things that go in there that contort it and twist it into something that you think is actually better than the divine flow? That's the, the big joke, is that we imagine we can improve on the natural order of stuff. We can actually upscale God. <laughs> we do, we think it, no? That's where we're at all the time. It's just, just like what I think, and, and I'm going to move that rather than, you know what, just go inside. What's going on? What's going on? And when we're, you know really stressed and really driven, that's not the time to start this practice. It's not. <laughs> you know, because you're, if you're meeting a deadline, you're under stress and you're doing something, okay, like life demands something, okay, it's gotta be done. So starting with the little things, with the little things, your relationships with your nearest and dearest, those things, what's going on there? Are you listening to the natural flow, or is it your own set of rules? And I think, and I should, and I want, and I, it should be like this. And your mind will have a different opinion when it processes those ideas anyway. And then you fight for them, and then it goes on and on and on, huh? Life can play like this. Does it make sense? Good. Yeah. So it's really simple, actually. Let awakening, seeing the truth, self-realization, let it no longer be a goal. Because that's your mind playing a trick so that you keep the show going. Because as long as you're looking for it, you're moving away from it. That's for sure. It's not a goal that you're going to find. It doesn't work like that. Because it's not a phenomenal goal. But your mind has nothing else to do with that set it up as a goal. You yourself know that it's not attainable like any other achievement. It doesn't work like that. So be okay that the goal of enlightenment is being stripped from you. Leave it here. Leave it here. That inner knowing where there's actually nothing much going on inside. Your mind might have a comment on that. Oh, it's boring. That's your mind being a liar again, actually. Because that's what it does. That's what it does. It wants to keep the show going. It has to keep itself indispensable. You can turn down the volume. You can see that it's a liar. You can choose not to believe it. Don't expect it to stop. It probably won't. And that's all right.
to make it hard, but it's really easy. We struggle so much. We make things so darn difficult. For what? Just to keep mind, the world of mind busy. Just to keep it going. Just to keep an investment in something external. Moving away from that which is there already. We can be so hard on ourselves, you know, so hard on ourselves, constantly striving. And this, the gem, the diamond in the middle of all of it, is just saying nothing. It's just there. What we do is mad, crazy dance, looking outside for something that's already inside. So if there is work to be done, sure. The bottom line is, you know, we can play with your personality and we'll do that all weekend. And we'll work with how, how the personality can be, you know, opened or more yielding or understanding can come so that it can just surrender so that it can become number two to the divine being that you are. It's like this Jack character serves what I am. I'm not her. I'm absolutely not her. But she, she's, she's my capacity to connect in the world and to, to experience a human life. She's like a glove that, that, that I put on over what I am in order to make experiencing happening happen. So she's integral to what I am, but she's just in time and space. She has just a very limited little window. And that's fine. It's a beautiful thing. But she's not what I am. And then at another point in, in, in the perception of what I am, I'm all of you. It's like, it's like I'm, okay, an octopus but with another 30 arms. You know? Like if I shift my perception back, I'm, I'm all of it. And, 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 and I'm playing as each person here, too. Me talking to me about me. You know? That's, I'm, I'm telling myself, it's like one of my arms is telling my other arm, hey, hey, can, can you see where we're connected? And that we're neither, you're not that hand and I'm not this hand. You know that we're really this and that this is just a glove we've put on in order to make touching and feeling possible. You see? And, and when I wake up in the mornings, most mornings it's like that. It's like I'm all of it and, and I wait for the Jack program to start. Now if, if an alarm clock wakes me up, it's like, whoa, we're straight in and I'm the Jack person. You know, and it's like, whoa, okay, here we go, what days I have to get up for what? You know, but, but when there's waking naturally now, it comes in really slowly, really slowly. And there's, there's, and I could be like getting up and having a pee and go back to bed and it's like the body is moving and there is absolutely no connection at all that, that the body moved, none, because, because I'm all of it, I'm, I'm everybody, over all time, it's, it's just all there, the huge big wide vista is all there. And then it just 
slowly, slowly, slowly localizes, localizes, and then we've got up. Okay, in a woman's form today, the perspective is looking out from these Irish eyes today. Okay, but but before that, I'm everybody. I'm everybody. So I'm equally you waking up in the morning. Do you know? It's like, oh, it's going to come through Chris's eyes today. It's just that's that's the perspective today. Okay, but the moment that I go into the Chris form. Then only the Chris perspective is, is 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 possible. The only only the Chris perspective is in view. Do you see? Because the body mind mechanism is 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 playing as that is running that show, and our human brains are great at running a few different perspectives. We call it psychiatric illness if we run a few different perspectives at the same time. So we're nowhere near being able to see that. You know, it's unnatural to actually be somebody else. And to, you know. So we say, thin line between spirituality and psychiatric illness. <laughs> That's where we are in our development phases, huh? <clears throat> so then you wonder why? Why would any of us get so caught up? in the story of me. Do you know? Why would you compromise what you really are? To that extent? You know? Like, it's like you're the ocean, and then, you know, you fight for this test tube of water, you know? This little vial of water, you know? But you're actually the ocean. You know? We, we shrink into this tiny, tiny, tiny microcosm of one unit. And the software will play as if that's real. Mine will run the story as if that's real. Man, we take it so seriously. Why? Why on earth would we take that so seriously? Taking ourselves so seriously in our role, you know? Just to make it more contractive. Because when we take something seriously, we tighten. We tighten. And some things, of course, we have to take seriously. Because there's consequences. I mean, if you, you know, there's consequences for things. So certain things must be taken seriously. But it's within the context. It's within a particular context. Do you know? You, you take it seriously that you drive home safely tonight. Of course. But it's within that context that you take it seriously. Whereas it's not an enormous thing to drive safe home, home safely tonight. It's not such an enormous thing. Do you know? Whereas so many things in our life, it's hugely important because that's what's going on and it must be like this. And it's like, why do we take ourselves so seriously? Why do we pull things out of context and become so darn tight? You know? Gluing ourselves into this microscopic, tiny perspective. As if that's going to fix something but it's just going deeper and deeper into fantasy land, gluing together the personality, gluing together the sense of self-importance. And you can still play the game and take things seriously, because if you've got a kid who that you have to tell them to do their homework, you can be very serious, but inside you can know, well, oh, your poor kid is there. It's not going to make a blind button of difference, but you're going to have to do it anyway. <laughs> you know, you know the one you've got that inner dialogue of, you know you're pretending to be serious. Let that happen all the time. 
so that you're pretending to be serious within a context. Do you know? But actually, deep inside, there's something looser. There's something knowing that there's a bigger picture here. Because there really is a bigger picture. And, and, and that's what you are. So trading your identity. Man, why, 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 why would you do that to yourself? It's the most painful thing we can do to ourselves is to believe that we are the body-mind, to believe that we are the personality. It's the, it's the source of all suffering, all suffering. Even if you can give yourself a little window, oh, I'm believing my thoughts now, I'm believing my thoughts. Just that much so that you can see that believing your thoughts is a thing that happens. Even that window gives you a little bit of, whew, you can drop in, you can drop in. And the beauty of it is, you know, even when, when you're in your own drama, completely and totally caught up with your own story, nothing is actually lost. It, it creates a bit of suffering. But what you really are isn't tainted at all. At all. It can't be tainted. It doesn't in any way get damaged or is not honoured or there isn't a God up there saying there's right and wrong. You are God. That's all there is. You are all of it, you know? You are all of it. You know? Taking on a physical form for a while just to play. So if I can draw a link between your ability to experience and taking things seriously, they're linked. Because when we're kind of tight and really taking something seriously, we experience things a lot deeper. It's like it, it turns up the dial around our ability to experience. So like if you think of the most joyous time of your life and the most horrendous suffering in your life, the experience that, that digs in deeper is the painful one. It can be stronger in your memory. It's, it, it's going to be more vivid. It digs in deeper. And neuroscientists know that now. It's actually 20 times. 20 times deeper is the, uh, the capacity to, to dig into um, your memory bank. Impact is 20 times stronger for suffering than, than having a beautiful, joyful experience. So we love to experience. This is one of the little, little tricks. If you can see this one, it frees things up a lot. Because we love to experience blindly, and we don't explore what experiencing is, we go for deeper experiences. It gives us access to really feel, really feel. Suffering is going to make you feel more than anything. Suffering will make you really feel. In whatever shape or form suffering is, physical, emotional, mental, it doesn't matter. Suffering is suffering. But if you can see that your capacity to experience is being used by the mind who's telling you, hey, 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 you know, if you experience enlightenment, that would be the best experience of all. And it's like, actually, no. The ability to experience anything is tied in with separation. Can you see it? 
Not really? Hmm. Is there another way I can do a couple of nods? Okay. We love to feel and to feel alive. Suffering will make you feel more alive than anything. We have high-risk sports, which is a way of making you really feel alive without having the pain part. But they're high-risk. But it works, no? Because it really focuses your attention on something. So when your attention really, really hones in on the point, something feels great. You're really focused on something. Okay? So when there's a lot of suffering, your attention is completely absorbed by the pain. Whether it's a blinding toothache, or your nearest and dearest has broken your heart, it's going to consume you. So when there's a really deep experience, some part of us feels more alive. There's a trade-off there. Because when, when you see through your, your pull to experience, what goes with it is your investment in the All About Me story. They're in bed together. Because it's the personal part of you that experiences something. It's the personal part of you that wants all of your attention to be pulled into something intense, intensely. You can't share a toothache. It's, it's personal. So as long as you want new experiences, the individual has to stay alive. It's tied in with that wanting to experience. Experiencing is like a drug. But if you can see through it, it will be great. Here's a little trick. If there's experiences that you want to have, make a bucket list. Experiences that you absolutely need have, reduce your list from I want to have to I need to have these. And do them. Let yourself have the experience so that experiencing becomes less of a drug for you. That would be a very wise thing to do. Are there experiences that you need to have? Because that will keep the personal capacity alive. If you can take the leap and you don't have to do the bucket list, see through that every experience is just like the last one. It just gives you that feeling that you're alive. That's all it does. That's all it does. With a particular sensation and a particular response. But really, it makes you feel alive. software programming, the sense of feeling alive in that way. It's connected to the body, to the mind. It's just a little drug. And it's not that as God you feel dead. It's just that you know that experiences are, sure there's all experiences there. They go on forever but they're just experiences. Each one actually is kind of like the next one. You see that they're the same rather than them being different. See through experiencing. So rather than getting caught on what the sensation of an experience is, go deeper and say that, okay, some part of me likes to feel alive. And if you can pull that apart and demystify it and see that it's just a hook that the personal eye uses to keep itself alive, then it can go. That's a bit out there. 
is other people totally lost? No? Great. You, as God, will be experiencing forever. Creation isn't going to wrap up ever. Infinity is built into this. Consciousness will be forever manifesting as form. Even if we blow up the planet, it's going on in so many other dimensions that you know we're kind of dispensable, really. There's so many dimensions. There's so much that, that, that consciousness is doing that, you know, it ain't going to stop just because we stop. So you as God will always be will always be experiencing every permutation of yourself that you can possibly do. It's always going to be happening. Why would you compromise for just the body-mind character of one individual in a time and place such as this? See the madness of it. You're all of it, experiencing everything all the time. But if you really believe that you are the individual, then you will want as many experiences as you can so that you can keep reminding yourself that you're alive. What a, what a, what a trade-off. What a, what a tiny, tiny little teaspoon of the ocean that, that you're willing to have instead of the whole thing. The whole thing is there for you. Is you. All of it. What you really are is having every experience all of the time. It just stretches out linear time to make it happen over time. But every experience that can ever happen is continuously happening. You're not missing a thing. <laughs> You're doing all of it. It's all you. Nothing is lost and nothing is gained ever, you see. Nothing. You are all of it. You're doing all of it. You're feeling all of it. You're experiencing all of it. So why the attachment to one physical form, to one limited mind's set of stories? Why the attachment to it? It doesn't make any sense. When the knowing of what you really are is in there, fully accessible, right now. Always was. You can't take it away. You can't shut it down. You could just put your attention on your mind instead of that inner knowing. You could do that. Or you can have that inner knowing move through you and live from there and let that be the thing that moves everything. So rest in it, just right now, just rest in it. That inner knowing that your mind won't know what is going on. Your mind is saying, I don't know if I'm touching it or not, I don't know. It's like, yes, your mind won't know, perfect. It won't know, it can't know.
So I'm inviting you as pure consciousness to sit with me. And let the personality do what it needs to do to line up with you as pure consciousness. That's what this weekend is about. What does the personality need to do in order to yield and line up with what you are, so that what you are is flowing and, and using the body-mind for its expression? What do we have to do for the personality to, to do that? Because sometimes it fights. Sometimes it needs understanding. Sometimes it just believes that it hasn't had enough love. And it will not go in if the personality has not had enough love. It is not going to rest in the stillness. But love softens everything. So if the personality is really loved, it will yield. That's why we do healing. It's ultimately just to connect with love so that it becomes pliable, malleable. So that what you are is able to just use the body-mind and that it's fluid, that the body-mind is just serving what you really are. There's a chair here, if anybody would like to talk, ask a question, hang out. So for those of you who are new to this format, um, individual work seems to help everybody because we, we all deal with the same garbage in our minds, you know, it's the same for everybody. <laughs> so even if you come up with your own unique story somewhere, you know, there's a few people in the audience that are for sure going to have the same way of thinking, the same approach. So when we talk, we're helping everybody. So I'm going to um, go back to this mic, because this mic is better. And if somebody would like to come up, let's just see what happens. We'll take it from there. Didn't 
engage in. I mean, the room you're in and my children. And I really want to experience having the love of a partner. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when when you talk about what you're talking about, I don't see how that can happen. How does that happen? Because it's just another experience like any other, correct? Yes. Okay. If it's motivated by a desire, it's worth looking into desires. Well, I've been ruled by this. Yeah, that's my my sort of has been my issue on this in this lifetime. Okay. Yeah. So sometimes, have you found that sometimes they get satisfied and sometimes not? (laughs) (laughs) Or do they usually not get satisfied? Or where are you at? Well, I have a big thing that. Um, that wanting isn't okay. Ah, okay. okay? Yeah. So, all of this is floating around in my brain right now in a really big way, yeah. in my heart. And I keep trying to tell my brain, or tell myself, what's going on in my brain is not true. Yeah. If I could just, you know, start from that premise, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. I think I'm in love with somebody. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm after wanting. It's not okay. I'm after that. How could that be not okay? <laughs> it's me. <laughs> Seems like the human condition to me. Yes. It's okay. completely human to want stuff. Mm-hmm. Want to drink water, to want fresh air. It's completely normal to want. Okay. Can you completely and totally? Can you? Can you? Co- what I just talked about? Oh, it's back. No, it's not. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> if I just don't touch it at all. <laughs> It's good now. Thanks. Okay. Work on totally accepting that wanting something is okay. Because if if some natural part of being human is denied, it's going to bubble up someplace else. It's going to get twisted along the way and get contorted. So it's going to... um, make your entire relationship with desires obscure. You won't know, do, do, do I really want that? Or is it that I'm actually not able to let myself want it? So it's... it's you're That's getting, it. Mm. That's yeah, it. you yes. see? Yes. So it's not about the object of your desires. It's not about that at all. It's giving yourself permission to want. It's totally normal to want. Totally normal. The next step from it is we do what we can to satisfy our wants. We do what we can. I'm thirsty, I'm going to have a drink of water. Do you know? We do what we can. Then there are desires. But if you can work on allowing yourself to want and being totally okay and having fun with wanting, the picture... Starting to get a... Okay. A glimmer. Great. Yes. Great. 
because the, the work around desiring will look very different. You have to separate them from now. For now, you've got to split the two of them up. Because desiring is, 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 is being obscured by not allowing yourself to want something. Phase two then is seeing, okay, do I want that? And, and you know, is it a desire that might or might not get satisfied? Or is it just a basic human requirement? I want that, yeah, I want it. Come on, life, give it to me, come on. And letting yourself go there. Do you see? Yes. So not everything is a desire. Not every want is a desire. But right now it's not that clear because you've nipped all the ones. You've nipped them all. So do you know what would be a fun thing to do? Would be, okay, what do I want now? When you go home this evening, what do I want now? Get up in the morning, what do I want now? And allow yourself to, to hear what you want. Just to free all that up so that it's totally fine to want stuff. You see? It's like, yeah, I want an intimate relationship. Okay, I hear it. Okay, let's see if it happens. What else do you want? So just allow the wanting to happen. Don't go into the, the object of the desire yet. Clear up the wanting. Okay. Because right now you are blocking everything from coming to you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I am. know. You're blocking it. You, 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 simple and all as this may sound, it's actually the foundational stone to let things flow. Okay, yeah. Talk about contracted, huh? Yeah, that's where the contraction is. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to be here for the weekend? Not that. I think I'll be here Sunday. Okay. All day tomorrow. All day tomorrow. And let's see if your wiring is looser around it on Sunday. Okay. But all day tomorrow. It's like, what do I want? What do I want? And even out loud, tell yourself what you want. Whether it's a tiny thing. I want to make a cup of coffee. To I want a, a great lover. All of it. Let them be the same. But allow yourself to name what you want continuously. Okay. And then we'll see how the desires look on Sunday. Okay. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, sure, you're welcome. Sure. Appreciate it. Hi there. Hi. Thank you. I feel sort of blessed to have found out that, about this event a couple of days ago. So, um, I'm in the midst of a big transition. I moved here from California um, last summer, and I'm just still. I'm in transitioning kind of everything. You know, my livelihood. You know, I'm seeing my. I, so I'm in this place where I get a lot of um, impressions and resonances and um, where, I'm, where I sort of know I'm through the crack. And, but then, and then I go back and then my mind makes a story up about what I've experienced mm -hmm. on the other side. And so, and I'm trying to... Guide my. I watched your video last night about um, about your destiny sort of being a movement through you, and I very much feel even just how I got here it was a complete movement that I had no control over. Uh -huh. 
and I'm, you know, it's like every day I kind of go out and feel my way into whatever it is, but there's still part of me that's just like in sort of shock about not having any security, I guess. And it's even to the point of not being sure about all my livelihood and you know, my money is kind of a mess and all that. And so, yeah, that's where I am. And I'm pretty alone in this, and so that's the other part piece for me. Okay, there's a lot there. Yeah. <clears throat> Can you afford to live and feed yourself? And... Yeah. Okay. Then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I, and I, I sense this bigger, much bigger thing coming. And I get these visions. And. And then I'm like looking around for how the vision is going to come true. And I'm like, is that a trick of my mind? Ah. You know, because like I'll drive by a building and I'm like, there's something about that building or I'll meet a person. I'm like, you know, and I'll pick up a specific piece of paint. um, The thing is art. So I'm like, I'll pick up this medium or this thing. And it's like, oh, this is it. And I'm not. It's like, it's really just feeling my way in the dark a lot. Okay. Are, are you aware of kind of going into other dimensions and other places and being out of your body? And are you aware of that stuff? Yeah. Okay. Would it be okay for you to be here for a while? I'm not sure if I've really chosen that. Yeah. In Austin. I was in California, but I don't know where I am. Okay. Being on the planet, being here, that, that kind of thing. Like being in your body, being here. It's like you have access to all these other places, you know? And you, you okay, you're, you, you've said you kind of get cracks of something that's coming, okay? You get yeah. like an insight. But it's actually that you're going up part of your psyche is able to go up to other places that are not in the here and now. You've got little insights, kind of, we can call them psychic skills, whatever. Uh Okay? You're able to just tap into other stuff. But it's actually not helping you because you're trying to marry something that's from another time and space in, 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 in actually a zone of potentiality. Not exactly in your own destiny at all. It's in the potentiality zone. That's where you're going. Do you know? And, and that's hard work. If you're going to try and marry the, the potential with here, yeah. oh my goodness, you've you, you, you got to just be here. This, this place is enough. Really, this place <laughs> is enough. Being human and living in a, a regular day as a human is enough. But you've yourself divided because you've got these skills. But actually, I don't have any training. Yeah, yeah, I, know. I know. That's why you yeah. don't even know where you're going. You know, yeah. it's just that you've you've got all this access. So so trying to marry those other places with here that's that's exhausting, and it doesn't help you here. You know. Yeah, I'm much more comfortable in, in there. Of course you are. Of course you are. This is the tough one. Yeah, of 
Of course you are, because you're trying to bring that here, you know? That's the pull, is to bring it here, because that's, that's much more. You're at home there, and you're trying to find your home here, but that's actually home, you know? Up and out in other dimensions, you know? You know that you can navigate that world, those worlds, much easier, much easier. This place is very bricks and mortar, and it's a slog here. Life is hard here, you know? It's been really hard. Yeah, it's really hard for you. Yeah, it is. some credit for getting this far because you're only half here even if you're 50% here am I going to ever be all the way yes yes that's your challenge that's your challenge that's your challenge but even acknowledging it within yourself do you know that okay this is how this is how I've been managing till now all right, there's an easier way. I'm just going to be here for as long as this life, this, this life, you know, is, is where my attention is in this life, in this body-mind. I'm just going to be here. You can meditate or do art or dance or have any other medium where is your space to, like, to go home for a while. <laughs> you yeah. Know? But have it in a ring-fenced time and place. Okay. You know, and make that your spiritual practice. Just dance. Something like that. Something yeah, I dance and yeah. I paint, and that's pretty much yeah. all I've been wanting to do. Of course. And it's getting harder and harder for me to do real world stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like even cook myself food or yeah. clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to fight to do those things. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we ring fence time every day, which is your time to go home. Yeah. Okay? To go into the zone that's familiar with you. And an hour a day max. Just like, that's your time for doing that. Okay. Okay? Now, the rest of the time, drop your resistance to being human. And so much more can flow for you. Just drop your resistance to being human. And it actually can, will get easier. But there's a lot of resistance because... Of course, because you're holding the two worlds and you're trying to juggle the two, but you're resisting, resisting the human one. That's why I can go out so easily. I mean, it came to me in acupuncture yesterday. I was just so I woke, I came out of the that deep sleep that you go into, and then I was like, I just felt every single needle in me, and I was like, who is this laying on a table with twenty or? 30 needles, <laughs> you know, it's just like, what the yeah. hell just yes. happened, yes. you know? Yes, <laughs> yes. totally get that. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I just woke up out of that yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I really got in that moment that I just didn't want to even have the body. Yeah. Yeah. So the resistance to being human. Make a poster, you know. I no longer resist being human. 
So the beauty of being human, that's there for you to explore. It's absolutely beautiful to be human. It's beautiful. But the resistance has to go in order for you to find that. Where it's going is the other dimension. If that really was home, I've been calling it home, but if it really was home, you wouldn't have come here. Right. So home is neither there nor here. Home is inside all the time, no matter what dimension, no matter what form you have. Mm-hmm. Home, is, home is outside of all of it. But if it really worked, that other dimension, you wouldn't have popped into a body here. <laughs> Something, there's some magical gift for you here to learn. Mm-hmm. A few of them, perhaps. Do you know? Yeah. And neither there nor here actually has the resolution of what you have inside all the time. So is the job to marry the both or make it something here real? I don't know, that's what it feels like. That I have to, like... I, like the artwork is, I, yeah. it's like I'm. Yeah. There's something else. It's there's not, something else. Yeah. yeah, it's not. Yeah, but it's not this world. It's not on this world. Yeah. Yeah. But but separate your your being human time from that other stuff, and don't resist being human. Yeah. Don't resist being human. <laughs> I can't believe we're having this conversation. I know. It's <laughs> <awesome. laughs> you guys are entertaining. <laughs> Like I'm very much embracing that yeah. and just trying to, with through the con, through the the form, yes. like express it yes. just in terms of how I dress and how I act and I'm like I'm really trying actually get in this place where I'm trying to use it, fantastic, and to entertain people or something or just yes be yes you know that just embrace being human and how it goes out there it doesn't matter <laughs> doesn't matter drop. Drop the sense, okay, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but in your energy field, there's a sense of purpose around you've got to bring something from there here. Uh-huh. Can you drop that? <laughs> Ask them. <laughs> no. um, yeah. They'll be okay drop, with it. What? They'll okay. be okay with it. Okay. Yeah. Drop the sense. Of- the sense of that you've got to bring something from there here, that you've got okay. a mission. That, drop it. Because, because that will happen organically if you're completely here. Okay. You know, and anyway, like as pure consciousness, like th- there are no missions at all. There, there aren't. You know, uh-huh. and your destiny is going to happen anyway. We have nothing actually to do. Yeah, it's just our own sense of self-importance of imagining we have a task. Really, ah, you have once separation is running, but ultimately you don't. It doesn't matter a friggin' hoot. Really, really, nothing matters. Really. Okay. So it, it, it would free you up a lot to kind of like, you know what, change a contract, drew up that contract up there, had no clue what it was like down here, not valid, not void. It's in a small print. No. God, you know? That would be a good thing to do. Okay. Do you know? And it's like, let it play out. Okay. And what has to happen, you won't be able to stop anyway. I can't. I yeah. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. 
the only thing that has to happen. What will happen is the only thing that has to happen. Uh, yeah. The rest of it is just, you know, a game. Fantasy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is this sense that I have to bring a playground. A big, I have to make a playground here. Yeah. yeah. But it is a playground. <laughs> so. Yes. But you've got to be human in order to... To make the playground. Yes. Or to, <laughs> yes, to let that happen. Yeah. Let, let the playground be for you to play. It's for you. It's for you to play. Not about other people. It's for you. Cool. Yeah. Because, you see, if we help ourselves... It knocks, it, the knock-on effect flows out there. Right. Whereas if we've got other people before ourselves, uh, that doesn't have the same sustainability as when other people are fed from us being well and healthy and whole. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's, it's a much better quality if we're okay. The knock-on effect from that is much better quality. Say that again? Yeah. So, so you... You enjoying the playground just for you will have a much greater ripple effect ah, yes. here mm-hmm. rather than you doing something for people. It's like, you know, right. that never has the same never has the same durability, accessibility. It's never of the same substance as when you're doing it for you. Yeah. That's the name of my Wi-Fi network is Lily's Playground. It's, it's like the internet. It's, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just yeah. like I, I sense that energy, and it's like, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Be here, really be here. I'm getting there. Yeah. <laughs> Drop the resistance. It gets easier then. You bring that complete. sense what I'm going to talk about. Okay. Uh, I'm going through that shift. It's been a few years I've been going through it now. Before I was really in the void and I was completely lost so I just started driving and I went to Ecuador and stuff like that. Okay. I knew the road is would be my temple. Okay. And uh, I ended up like 28 states, 18,000 miles. I just thought, this is the way I'll come out of it. It's the only way I'll come out. Okay. I'm kind, of, yeah. I'm kind of a vagabond. Okay. Down and I don't belong here. I've did a lot of things, a lot of, a lot of business and travel and stuff like this. But, um, now I know that I'm starting to shift. Yeah. And I realized the way I had to shift was to open my heart up. Yes. And live from my heart. And that was hard for me. But, uh, you know, I thought I'd lose control. And uh, so now, you know, I'm, I'm from South Dakota originally, but I'm heading out to California, a couple other places, Canada. But 
you know, when my heart started shifting, I could, my past started shifting too, yes. my perception of it. Yes. And I've had a really interesting life, you know, amazing. It was, you know, pretty well, you know, a couple of heart attacks, a lot of self-abuse, you know. I guess that's, did I have to go through this process to get my preparation for where I am now? Um, that's one of my questions. And now, you know, the worst part of it was kind of the loneliness, you know. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to. Relationships were always kind of <coughs> crazy for me. Because I thought I was kind of nuts. No, I mean, nuts in a good way. But, yes. You know, and then I'm too independent. But uh, uh, it's kind of all, you know, you start studying quantum, holographic frequencies, you know, vibration alignment. You got to get the alignment you want before you can draw, you know, before you interfere with somebody else's pattern. Is any of that making DNA activation? I mean, all this stuff is, go ahead, you know. All that stuff is? All this stuff is just, the more you learn, the less you know, you know. Yes, and yes. The, and the more complicated everything is. And you're not supposed to make it complicated, but you, you know, you just gotta surrender. But I like to understand what what I gotta work on to make myself completely whole. Okay. And get all this baggage out of me because I'm not coming back. You know, this is the last time around for me. You know, I played this game enough. You know, I hope anyway. You know, but, uh, you know what I found out that. Yeah. <laughs> but you said uh, like a desire. If you desire something. How you know the other person desires what you want? How are you interfering with somebody else's mindset? You, you think a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Scorpio, yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead if you got anything to say, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I, I can see your interest in understanding things, but it's it's that's an unending cycle. I know. Okay, you know that already. It's not going to. Therefore, it's not going to end in any moment of when you've got ah, there we go. That's how it works. It's not going to all come together. There is constantly going to be new discoveries. So, at a certain point, it would be good if you just saw that it was a distraction, that it was entertainment. Mm -hmm. But more of a distraction than anything, like watching a soap opera on TV or just just a distraction, that kind of thing, yeah. leading to nothing. You know, it's of interest to your intellect, but it actually has nothing to do with with that which is deeper than love. Yeah, yeah I understand that too. Okay, all right. So it's just that's what you do for entertainment to figure out about that, but. If you add in that other layer about, you know, how does my desire impact on somebody else, that's very deep in separation. You know, that's very much deep, that's very deep in me and my desire and somebody else as if they're a separate person having a different set of thoughts and how do we interact. It's like, uh, it's like you're running about 10 different softwares there even to create the scenario. 
There aren't separate people. There aren't, actually. There really aren't. Yeah. Really, there aren't. But the part of you that, that is talking about that is the lonely part. So, so the part of you that believes in separation, there's loneliness there keeping the belief in separation together. It's the sadness in your heart that's keeping separation together. It's like there's a memory of, of hmm, no, there, there, is, there is a noticing of the absence of something. Mm-hmm. That's some, an intimate other, <coughs> something is missing. Your attention is on absence. It's not really about wanting somebody else in your life. It's just that your attention is imagining that there's something absent. There really isn't. But you've bought that story that there's something missing. Do you see that? Uh, yes, but I'm sharing my identity, and now I don't know who I am. And then most of my immediate family is gone right now, plus uh-huh. some of my real good friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, That's okay. And that thing on the separation, you know. Once you get... My problem is, even when I travel and stuff, I'm still hung up on some beggar 40 years ago. That's still in my mind. I absorb. I absorb that stuff. You know? Yes. Where I should absorb the, the fun part of the stuff. You know? Yes. That's right. And how, why am I focusing on that stuff? That's what we do. That's what we do. You know, we focus on the pain rather than the pleasure. That's what draws our attention. You don't have to let your attention go there. You can see that it's just a physiological happening. You know, our neurology registers are 20 times more deeper. 20 times more deeper if it's painful rather than if it's joyful. And if that stuff keeps coming up, it wants to release, is that right? If there's some beggar, some... It's like turn your head the other way. What? Turn your head the other way. You know, you know if, if it, it's a useful image. It's like, if I look at it this way, the image of the beggar is there and the pain and I can feel that and I'm in that, that loop of feeling his energy. All right? If you turn your head the other way, there's a beautiful scene or something else. It's like, which way do you want to turn your head? There is suffering and there is joy. But if you keep turning your head that way, our, our mind does habitual stuff. You can break that habit. And that stuff really isn't real. I not at all. Of course it's not real. The beggar probably doesn't even remember you at all. He's probably fine. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, he might be very happy inside. Mm-hmm. It could even be a career choice. Like, oh, honestly, you, you know, the, the, the circumstances of, of why people are the way they are, are are very varied. You know, but we imagine that we've assumed somebody's life story by one picture we get. It could be better or it could be worse, but we don't know. We just imagine it. And then you're running that story. You've made that a story now that you keep going back to in your own mind. Yeah. You see? That's your own habit. That's about you. That's not about the beggar. Yeah. So you didn't absorb him or her. You really absorbed your own image, your own idea of what you thought you saw. Yeah. You know? But the person has to go through a lot of deep programming and get that stuff. Some of it's ancestral imprints. Some sure. of it's... Who knows what? Not, yes. You, know, you have to get all that stuff out of your cells, yes. don't you? Yes. And stop 
Stopping putting our attention on it is a critical part. Critical. So every time your attention is on something like that, it's like, whoops, turn your head the other way. There's light and there's dark. Turn your head the other way. Focus on what's positive. Yeah, see, when I was down in Ecuador, I did San Pedro one time. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't like it. It was a bad experience. Uh, Right as dawn of the... I said, give me a give me a message. You know? Yeah. And finally, it told me. I said, you didn't come here to save the world. So, Beautiful. Yeah, thanks. What about saving yourself? Well, I'm about where I want to be. I'll, okay. Know, I'll figure it out by this fall. I'm a lot farther than I was the last time. But I've I've been focusing. When I immerse myself, I got the time to do it, and I'm doing it. I'll travel. And yeah. I'm going to the UFO thing. I'm going to some other okay. stuff. Okay. But keep connected to your heart, because that's, that's, that's leading you home, and when I, you keep connecting to your heart. I didn't know how to do that, and I didn't know how to open it. There was yeah. a big heart wall, yeah. and some shaman said, you, you got, your heart has been broken. Yeah. I don't know if it's this life or sure. life before, but sure. now it's opening. It's yeah, and that sadness is going to come out, do you know? Yeah. It's coming, you know? But yeah, just, just focusing in on love, and love for yourself, really. Just feeling love. If it has to go someplace, send it to yourself. Or send it to an animal. That they're easier to love than people sometimes. It's a good place to start. Yeah, it's kind of sad, that's what it is. Yeah. It doesn't matter at all. Where it is, is where it is. We work from what from where it is. It's not. It's it's there's no comment on it, you know? It's just how it is. I guess my problem is I'm not sure what love is. There's so many different types of love. Yes. 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 Well, I'll probably talk to you Sunday. Thank you. No, you're fine. You're fine. Sure. And just a, another question that that gent, don't take them up. Yeah. Another question that gent asked yeah, was, you know, was the path he has taken necessary to to bring him from where where he was to where he's at? And you know, we we do have. Mm, it does appear that we do have choice. When, when, at a certain point, some part of our brain does feel that it has choice. It does look like we can go different directions. But the direction that you take is the only one you can take. You see? It actually can only work out the way it does work out. But at a certain point, it really does look like we have options. So free will is kind of a tricky one. When you think you have free will, you actually do have free will. You actually do. But, but once something is rolling, it's gone again. It's gone again. That's just something is moving now, you know? So free will is within a very limited scope. So, so if you're looking back at something and you're thinking, gosh, if I, you know, if you're using hindsight, if I, if I did it another way, if, if it was different, if I knew then what I know now, that's the greatest curse. Mind, mind doesn't help us at all with hindsight. Because we can only take the choice that we take at any moment. That's the only one we can take. We choose the best we can, given what we know, given the circumstances in any moment. We do the best we can. Even if we're gripped by fear and we make a fearful choice, that's actually the only thing we could do at the time. You see? So going back and imagining it could have been different, that's just going to make you suffer. You can't do anything about it. Because just know that any choice you make at the time, given what you knew then, that was the best you could do. It, it really is. 
we do our best. There's something innate within us that we do the best we can. Even if it's completely and totally responding to fear or operating from a place of maliciousness, even if it's that, that's the thing that you had to play out at the time. So give yourself a break, you know? Hi. Hi. Speaking of fear, <laughs> I was sitting there and I had a the sense of wanting to come up and talk, but just a lot of fear saying, stay right where you are. Even a sense of heaviness physically, like I had to kind of like push through that or something. Uh, in just a little kind of reflection on kind of what is the where is that fear kind of coming from, and uh, uh, is a sense of um, like don't speak up or I might get kind of whacked uh-huh. or hit or abused for saying something the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, I've been able to have some really interesting experiences over time of being able to uh, just to say some nice things and help and help some people, myself too. And so, <clears throat> I, I I believe in in fear less and less. In fact, the reason why I decided was I was like, wow, there's a lot of fear. I better get up there. <laughs> Good for you. You yeah. pushed through it. Yeah. Well done. <clears throat> yeah, it's a habit I've been trying to develop over That's the years. Fantastic. So I guess I just wanted to come up and share that and just, uh, you know, it's something I, I would rather not have to go through, but yeah. uh, while I'm going through it, I mean, yeah. what can I, what, is yeah. there something you can offer? But you've worked on it to the point of where it actually doesn't stop you. It's there, but you can push through. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. There are times when, uh, when I, I have a sense of uh, that it's not worth the risk. To, to go through it yeah. and then there are times when I'll let's say like when I was younger it manifested as I was doing dangerous things because they scared me and things that were actually putting myself at risk physically and other things like that almost like it became a fetish to yeah. experience fear yes yeah yeah it's a really potent emotion isn't it mm. yeah yeah so do you need to experience fear like you used to no, no, I don't do the crazy stuff that I used to do. Okay. Now it's just, it's more subtle, where it's stuff like this. Yeah. Where it's like, as though there, maybe there's something wrong with me that I can't come up here and share. Yeah. You know? And so then there's this whole kind of program game that, that plays out. It yeah. says sit here and be quiet. Yes, yes. So what would be the punishment that you would set up in your mind? What would be the backlash Just maybe just uh, being shamed or not accepted for you know, for not being good enough. Yeah. So would that be a judgment you'd have on yourself, or would it be something that you would look out to see if people had that judgment about you? Maybe, maybe a mix of both, mm. or maybe the. Coming from myself, would would I would see it coming from within, without, and saying they're probably right. Okay. Okay. Can you see that that loop is just about nothing? It's insane. Yeah. It's just a suffering loop that you set up a long time ago. It's 
about nothing. It doesn't save you or help you or keep you contained or corralled or keep you safe in any way. It doesn't. It, it thinks it's protecting you, you see. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's been... I've been able to, to notice some of that. As though I'm somehow protecting myself. Yes. But, you know, over time, it, it's really led to more suffering, actually. I'm just... Yeah. I'm feeling like I'm over it. Yeah. So when it comes up, I'm just like, I better look at this. Yeah. This seemed the best way to do that. It's fantastic. Well done. It's fantastic. It's just a loop. It doesn't keep you safe at all. It's an experience of suffering. That's what it's giving you, an experience to suffer. There's nothing else in it. You know, and, and people are, are entitled to think what they want to think. That's, that's, that's life. Do you know? But you judging yourself, you don't have to do that anymore. Okay. You really don't have to do that anymore. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I don't know if I have anything else. I just... Well done. I'll be here tomorrow too, so. Great. I might be back. Yeah, let's see how it cooks. Exactly, let's see how it cooks. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Sure, sure. It's a process, you know. It's a deep dive. You know, a weekend like this is a deep dive, so it's a, it's a process. A bit of cooking happens. Okay. No, you're fine at all. I'm just um, so this is, in a sense, similar to what Rob was talking about, that fear that we have, <clears throat> especially in like romantic relationships or whatnot. I experience that fear in uh, lack of trust, and um, it's just you know my way of trying to protect myself. And um, so I've been working a lot with you know the mind as a liar and really trying to you know you know, not, not go there. Yeah. Um, but you had mentioned something earlier about intuition yeah. and um, intuition, personality, and consciousness. Yeah. So I'm curious about that more because, you know, sometimes intuition is so right on yeah. and sometimes it's so not. Really? Yeah, yeah. Especially in relationship, I've experienced that a lot. In some ways, I've experienced um, my intuition being right, because I feel like I'm a pretty intuitive person, but I also feel like in relationship, when I don't trust, I almost create things that I feel are intuitive, but I wonder, hindsight, looking at these plethora of relationships where I've experienced similar things in each one, you know, is, uh, there's like a... I just am, I'm currently having a hard time with how do you let go of the mind and still access intuition okay. from a conscious place. Because you're saying that your mind uh, plays the role, disguises itself as intuition sometimes. 
Is that what you're saying? Yes, I think that's what I'm saying. Mm. And how do you decipher some of that? Yeah. Gosh. Gosh. Okay, this is about lack of trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, where, that's where it's getting obscured. Mm-hmm. And I've had plenty of things that have happened that were yes. not trustworthy. Yes. But where do you, pl- you know, how do you... Can you drop your expectations of how <laughs> other people should behave? Momentarily. <laughs> yes, yes. But it comes back. Okay. <laughs> I've been doing a whole lot better at it. Okay. You know, becoming so much more aware of it, which I think is great. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but in the big scheme of things, there's still so much of going back to am I not listening to my intuition? Am I not listening to my intuition? Okay. Okay. Can you just pull the mic a little bit towards yourself? Yeah. Thank you so much. You okay. Right. Your, your, your mind isn't going to stop pretending to be the intuition sometimes until we move another few little things around the place. Okay. So, so when, when, when we've been hurt or betrayed in some way, we're on the lookout for it mm-hmm. to make sure it doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. And because we're on the lookout, out for it, it actually brings more of it towards us. Yeah. You know, because because there's something certainly. You know? So the thing is, there's lots of different ways you can go about this. But if you can drop your rules of how you want somebody else to behave, mm-hmm. things will free up hugely. Because your guidelines of how to be in a relationship are appropriate for you. Mm-hmm. But they can only guide you in a relationship. Whatever guides the other person in the relationship can't come from you. Mm -hmm. You might be a model for them or whatever, but if they're, you know, if they've got something else to do in this life other than behave as you behave, Mm -hmm. then they've got to do that too. Mm -hmm. And you might have to leave them space to do that. Mm -hmm. I think that the challenge is determining whether it feels right for me or not. To do what? To um, just by letting them be who they are whether I should stay with them or not. Yes. Just being who they are. Yes. You know? Yes. So that's where the intuition piece is. Yes. Linking into it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So when somebody is being who they are, at least you're going to get an authentic partner, not a kind of a one that has morphed himself into being accessible to him or her or whatever your partner is. So from from the point of view of looking at your intuition, your intuition your intuition is on standby to see if they're being who you want them to be. Mm-hmm. That's not what your intuition is for. 
So you're going to your intuition in order to tell you what's going on, but actually it, it, that, it, it's not your guard. Your... It's not the protector. It's not the protector. Mm-hmm. It's not the protector. It's mm-hmm. not what your intuition is for. Your intuition is there for you to honour you. Mm-hmm. For you mm-hmm. to honour what you really are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To, right. For you to direct, what do I need to do now? Not because of what you did or what I think you did, yeah. but what do I need to do now for me? Mm-hmm. It's about you. Mm-hmm. And it's being run through this, uh, through the other person and their behaviour. Right. So it's like you've set up a few loops through the other person of what you need them to do, what's okay for them to do within your gambit of what's okay to allow you to stay in the relationship you know it's mm-hmm. all run through the other person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you have your intuition run through the other person mm-hmm. you see mm-hmm. you can get up some mornings like I can't do this anymore that's the day you get out mm-hmm. do you know yeah you know but trying to second guess what's going on mm-hmm. that's wasting your energy oh immensely huge and everybody else's yeah 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 so it's like it's a whole story that you, you, you set up in order to protect you, but now it's actually being destructive. Mm-hmm. It's actually being destructive. Mm-hmm. If somebody's going to betray you, they're going to betray you. Mm-hmm. You'll deal with it then. Mm-hmm. Whereas being on the lookout, your intuition doesn't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. But your mind is trying to, trying to give the, the credibility to your intuition so it will have more power. Mm-hmm. But your intuition can't do that. Mm-hmm. Your intuition is the one that says... This doesn't feel right. I, I gotta go. I, oh, I, I don't even know why I'm going. Why do I, why do I feel I have to leave the relationship? Your mind plays catch up to your intuition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see? Yeah. You, you feel the sequence is like, but this doesn't make any sense, but this is, what I, this is what it's telling me. Your mind is always like trying to understand it, but right now your mind is using it. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. see the difference? I see the difference. I mean, the, the wording of your intuition is. Um, you know, for understanding what's right for you, that makes the most sense, you know, and not using it as the protector. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't need protection. Mm -hmm. Really, you don't. Mm -hmm. You just have to honor you. Yeah. Honor you. Let your focus be you. Mm -hmm. And, and what rules work for you in a relationship, they might or might not work with somebody else. So be it. Yeah. Would honor you. Okay. Thank you. Sure. You're <laughs> welcome. Oh, oh, this lady, sorry. This lady then. Hi there. Okay, I understand um, about not believing everything that my mind says. Sometimes I laugh at it, like, where did that come from? And um, I hear what you're saying about not making this into a goal, but it's like one of the deepest, deepest desires of my heart to, like, see reality the way it really is. I don't have any idea how to drop, how to get my mind not to see that as something I'm trying to achieve. Okay. All right. So your mind is trying to achieve it. Can you see that when your mind is going for it, that you're moving away from it? I don't know if I see it. I can 
see how that could be. Okay. Because my mind can't get it. It's something different. Yeah. yeah. Your mind knows it can't get it? Maybe. No, it still knows it can get it. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well done. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay. Tell your mind. Spend a few days just telling your mind you're never going to get this. Almost like a child. Like the way you would tell a child. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have sweets now. You're, you're just not. That's it. I, I'm not going to give you candy. That's it. You know, it's almost like that. Just like, no mind, you'll never get it. Mind, actually, there's a phase where mind has to know that it can't get it. It has to know that it can't get it. If, if mind learns that too early, it can actually be a, a bit of a, a screw-up because mind needs that desire you know, it needs to be the last desire, just the desire for truth, and every other desire falls away. After mind has the single desire for truth, then is a great time for it to be told that it, it's never going to get it. You're never going to get the reward here. It's not for you. It's the place you can't go. Mind. Hmm? Some tough love. Yes, it's tough love, exactly. It's, all, it's just putting up a boundary. It's like you're actually not able to go there. And it's, it's weird because your mind actually accepts it. It's like, oh, it's just a mechanism. It's just a neurological plot, no? Like a little circuit. And the mind actually gets it and it stops that ferocious pull. If that comes in too early, people kind of sit back. Oh, sure, I'm never going to get it anyway. You know, what's the point? And it's like, oh, gosh. And that's like an immature mind, not knowing how to use it. Okay? But it does, I, I, I feel from you that... The, the strongest desire is the desire for truth. And it's like, okay, actually now it would, it would be appropriate. Okay. Tough love on your mind and tell it, no, you're really useful in everything, but you actually can't experience this. You can make the truth an experience, make it into a story and experience that, but the truth itself, no, you can't. Do you see? Because okay. it's a tool that can't, it doesn't have access to the truth, it just doesn't. Advice. Yeah, I think it's well. I'm just looking to see is there something else going on there? Yeah, that that needs to happen. Yeah, it's not going to get it. So, um, you, you said so that you know everything that that most things that mind says is a lie. Can you see that everything that mind says is a lie? Pretty much. Okay. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Over the last few years, I don't identify with every thought. Yeah. Great. Great. And is there access to that stillness which is outside of all of it? Kind of. Okay. Glimpses, maybe. Yes. Great. Great. Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. Yeah, good for you. It's great. Yeah, Donald and Dennis. Hi there. Hi. Glad you're back. Pardon? Glad you're back. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Glad to be back. So, more 
Another question about intuition. Uh-huh. So is intuition like a portal um, that the mind can't go in? Is it a way to, in, in effect, access truth that's outside the mind? Not, oh, uh, access truth that's outside the mind well, or capital T truth? I don't, okay, I, I, I don't know what I'm asking you. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel the need to increase my... Uh, I'm just getting that I need to listen to intuition, that I, I basically run my life by mind. Uh-huh. You know, have been for all these years. Yeah. It's, that's the way I do it. Yeah. So um, I'm just getting that, okay, so now uh, from different places it's kind of coming okay so intuition is what you need to focus on or develop or relax into whatever okay so from what you're saying it sounds like it would be a really good way for mind to let something else be your guide another part of you to be your guide right that's worth doing for sure because mind gets used to not being the king. Right. You know? Um, and intuition is just another another way of accessing wisdom inside. But, you know, it, it can come from our body. It can come from another part of the mind, really. But it, 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 it tends to be much more authentic. And it doesn't seem to have the same amount of conditioning. Or it doesn't seem to have the same amount of baggage. Right. Now, is this thing about confirmation... That's the other thing I'm thinking about. Well, if it's really real, then it'll be, conf- it can, I can, or it can be confirmed, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, okay, so where is that coming from? Ah, so you're setting up a mechanism to not trust or to require confirmation, is it? Uh, Rather than trusting the intuition. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Take a chance. Take a chance at, at, at another voice from within you having some wisdom that your mind has to bow down to. It's not capital T truth, but this is a very good thing for you to do in order to let mind take the back seat so that it starts getting used to taking the back seat. What's my gut? What's my gut response to this? And follow that. And sure, from what you just said, your mind is going to come in. Well, now, you know, it's, I'm going to say, I told you so, if this doesn't come out properly. I mean, mind will do things like this, no? Yes. Just like, out of the way. You, I'm not, we're not, you're not, you're not on today. You're not on right now. Fine. And so that you have two tools. You have your intuition and you've got your, you know, tried and tested, tried and tested mind. Okay. It's worth playing with. For the purposes of mind taking a back seat, or it's yielding, surrendering to something else. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Sure, you're welcome. And it's not even, I suppose, that intuition is right or wrong. It's just. It's just another capacity we have as human beings. It's another, it's another 
movement forward, a direction, another direction can come from there. But mind will come in with right and wrong. Your intuition doesn't do right and wrong. It just doesn't do right and wrong. It's just got a feeling and that's it. But mind is going to try and, and, you know, come in there and make a comment on it. And that's what mind does. So it's like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, mind is just going to wrap it on. Don't take it seriously. Hi there. Hi. Hi. Um, I I feel this this, uh, newness starting that hasn't been there before. Newness. Uh, Newness. Mm. Yeah. And um, and so one thing I will say struggle with is I have this familiar doer guy that's been doing for the last 30 years. And so I know that guy. And now I feel like for the first time this spiritual game is really in the forefront. And so as a resistance to being that, that doer guy that I'm familiar with, is a lethargic, apathetic guy. Uh-huh. And so I was looking for some insight uh, on that that middle ground that that pairs with this newness that I feel because I do have a a fear of that familiar doer guy doing the spiritual game, you know, and and I and I. See I see the faults coming up uh-huh. you know, in, in the road. Uh-huh. I think it's the best way I'm not asking a question. All right. All right. Yeah. Tell me more about the newness. Yeah. Um, I've always known why I was doing something. And this is the first time when, I've, when it feels right, I'm going to feeling. And I have no clue why I'm here. I, I don't, you know, it, it's not this logical decision that you to be to, hey, we do this to achieve that. It's kind of like a, it's blank in front, you know, and I'm, and I'm allowing that a bit. Yes. So. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So mind is playing catch up. Something's already happening and mind is playing catch up. Okay, all right. The doer and the lethargic guy. Neither of them are going to help you, actually. You know, the... the yeah. I feel that strongly. Okay. Yeah. So what's our other option then? <laughs> um, let's see. Um... Yeah, I want to say being, and being feels, you know, uh, sometimes falls into lethargic guy. You know what I mean? Ah, if, if that if that makes sense, and and I feel this inner um, energy to. To share, interact, spread some some gifts that that's in there. 
you know, and and when I see it being active in the world, it's, you know, back into that engagement with the doer. And so I kind of vacillate between these two places. Yeah, there's something I'm not seeing in this. Okay. Is the doer tired? Tired? Are you tired? Or does the doer feel like that it's a natural part? Have you overexerted the doer? I wouldn't say tired. I feel like a bit like I've seen through it. I've seen it's 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 BS. It's it's finiteness. It's limitedness. It's okay. it's um, it's lack of leading to you know this this place. It, it's the, I, I see the end of the road of the doerness. If that makes sense, it, it it's not working out for me. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and 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 I see that. Yeah. And, and I see the other one. And so I, maybe I'll put it this way, is, is, is I see clearly what doesn't work. Yes. And I don't have clarity on what does. Yes. No, okay. But those two ways of being, you know, being lethargic or being very active and doing, neither of those mechanisms um, are significant really. Sure, sure. They're just modes of, of being, of, of hanging out in the world, of being active or lethargic. Uh-huh. Attributes of the personality, you can say. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. They're fine. They're both okay. And they're actually not in opposition to each other at all. It's just different ways that you can be at different times. That's, that's just a richness. There's diversity there. Uh-huh. To be all one or all the other, that would be out of balance. You know, just from a personality point of view. But actually, the spiritual search, it's about something else. Uh-huh. It's about something else. Let me say this, yeah. is that neither connects with this yeah. or the, the essence of another. Neither yes. has that connection yes. that I think is craved. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's like some part of your identity is connecting with... The, the, the guy who's the doer or the lethargic guy as if that can deliver in some way you, you know there's an investment in there and it's, I'd love to see you a bit detached from those ways of being and just see them as, as ways of operating in the world but they can't actually give you anything they're just ways of operating more of being the witness is that, is that what I'm hearing I suppose so uh, or that, that those ways of being sometimes you can turn on the doer and sometimes you, you're just going to be the lethargic guy because you need to check out for a while mm-hmm. it's like you've given them more authority credibility than, than what they actually are okay you know they're not going to save you or kill you okay yeah they're, you yes. know yes. they're yes. just ways of being um, and ways of operating in the world. So it's like to, to give them, to, to see them for what they are. 
but but to pull back from it so that there's no attachment, no expectation, no judgment of them being right or wrong. They both have pros and cons. But if you're not invested in them, then neither way of being is actually going to deliver what you're really looking for. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. see? Um, beingness or going within, it doesn't require either. They're on a different plane. They operate in a different way. They're very much in the world. But the beingness, uh, if, if that's your window, you know, if that's the word that we use to kind of to tap into that which is inside. Mm-hmm. From there, your functioning can be lethargic or your functioning can be doership. It don't give a hoot. You see? Yeah, so I guess what I'm hearing is accepting like two discrete points and then the whole spectrum in between and just oh, being distant enough to allow all of that. Is yes, that, is that what yes, you're exactly. Okay. To allow all of that, all of that. yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I and to, to have the wisdom to know the usefulness of when the doer needs to get his act together to do something or when the lethargic guy just needs to hang out on Friday night with a beer like and just okay. like, just kind of put my feet up and do nothing. Just, just tools and tool belt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're just, they're just two ways of being. Neither of them can deliver anything other than functioning in the world. I feel that, and I've, I've, I've seen through that, and I, I feel... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it, can't deliver. Yeah, so, I, so I, I, guess, I guess the way I said the question is the lie, because none of those answers is going to work, right? Correct. Like, <laughs> okay, Correct. okay, okay. Correct, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I guess the thing I'm left with is then what, what will, what is... Yeah, what, drop in. Drop your attention inside. Just Where is your attention? What's your attention on? Yeah. Is it in a story that's been created by your mind? Or where is your attention? Right. And I feel like I can see through the BS of the story. Good. But it, it doesn't go much further than that. It kind of... That's, that's kind of where I hit that wall. As I see, yes, this is a story. Yes, I'm engaged in a story. Yeah. And it's characters in a movie. And I get yeah. that. Yeah, great. But, you know, and then it's like, like, you know, in my, yeah. my, my car stall. Okay, so the next step is like, so not this. It's like, so outside of all of this, outside uh-huh. of all of this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And your mind is like, WTF? Like, uh-huh. where am I supposed to go now? And it's like, forget that. That's just mind. Mind, go back in there and play and keep yapping to somebody or keep uh-huh. engaging in the world. That's fine. But where, I'm, where my attention is going is outside of all of this. Uh-huh. So it's a pointer. It's not a goal, it's not a landing place, but it's a pointer. Mm-hmm. So that the functioning, the drama of the world can happen, but yet you're outside of that. It's like my attention isn't here at all, actually. This, you know, like whatever this Jack Carr is talk, talking about, she's doing her gig because there's a, an, an agreement here, no? That this is that sign. Mm-hmm. So she's doing that, but it's, it's a tiny percentage of my attention. My attention is outside of all of it. Just at a singularity, just as a... Just, just. There was years of, of going back, going back, going back. Like, who am I? Or go prior? Or not this? You know, just like thump outside of all of it. And 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 the investment in the world stopped. It just stopped. I never came forward into the world again at a certain point. Do you I, see? 
I feel it coming forward. I feel that. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. The second you see yourself coming forward, go back again. Uh, So just really watch that forward motion. That's it. Watch that. That's when you're starting to invest in the movie. You're uh-huh. building it. You're really building the reality feel of the movie. Uh huh. Uh huh. Things things matter. Oh, things matter then. Yeah. The contraction is coming in, and it's more. You're beginning to take it seriously, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So I feel that. So the first step is really just to watch that forwardness, and then the back will kind of take care of itself, kind yeah. of thing. Or yeah. Don't invest. The second that you see oh, the forwards, like pull. I'm pulling out. I'm pulling out. Uh-huh. Pulling out. Twenty four seven. I'm pulling out. There's no landing place. That's fine. It's the movement back. Okay, let, let me let me keep keep going with this because I, I get that and I feel it. Yeah. And then the fear that I have is that that will be just another practice. Is, is, is that okay? Just allow it to be a practice because it's not a bad practice, you know. Okay. 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 <laughs> fair. Yes. Fair. Okay. And then yeah. just be aware that it's a practice. Yeah, it's like, okay, okay. But you see, the moment that you're saying it's a practice, you're back in investing again. You've already gone. (laughs) That's just the next story you're running. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, yep. You see? Yeah. You've gone in again now. Yeah, you're right. You see? Yeah. Yeah. Mind is always a liar. Always. Okay, so I'm I'm back. I'm going to scenario with you. I'm, (laughs) I'm back. But this character still loves and connects and engages and yeah. all those things. Yeah. And so it's just finding the balance between this character that can engage and interact and not being it at the same time. Like they're both like this engages here and the attention engages more back. Is, is that the right feel? Yeah, it's funny. It's, it's okay. not so much a balance uh-huh. because then we'd be working something out. You know, I, I, it's I, more more a mind game. Right? Yeah, it is. It's it's really that that when your attention is pulled out, functioning happens. It might be a bit sloppy. It might not. For some people, it's dead smooth, and for some of us, it's sloppy. Uh-huh. And and that's fine. Just managing in the world, you know, requires some different neurology or something. You know, that's fine. It works its way out. Right. But but there isn't a balance. It's like if if your attention is back is prior. There's no identification with the story. It's not me and my dog, me and my partner. But, but yet participation in the world can happen, yet fun can happen. But, but you know that there's something. It's against the backdrop. Uh-huh. Your attention is on the backdrop. It's like it's at home in the backdrop. Do you I know? Can, I can feel that. Yeah. I, I, can, I can start to feel that. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, that's great. And so then, you know, we have to concentrate on certain things or physical effort is required with something. And all of that happens and the backdrop isn't left, abandoned at all. So that's kind of the practice is being able to really focus and concentrate and not be that. Yes. Yes. Um, When, you know, because when we're concentrating on something, there's a certain contraction. Can there be contraction um, without identification? Oh, to allow the contraction. I guess the balance of always is is not contract, but allow the contraction and not be the contraction. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not identify with the contraction. Yeah, ah, that's yeah, yeah. That's you see, new. there we go. That's it. <laughs> because that's the core of your question. Is like, how can I participate here? Yes. if my attention is gone. It's like, how how can I contract without contracting? Yes, without identifying. Being, I, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna give that a go. Yeah, that's a little gem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Good for you. Thank you very much. Alrighty.
Oh my goodness, we're way over. Folks, thank you for your time. Sorry, I'm about 15 minutes over. That's how it goes. Would you just take a minute? I know you've got um, this chanting CD. It's wonderful, by the way. Um, and you've got a new meditation. Would you just, can you just briefly go sure. over Sure, sure. You can explain it better. The book is fabulous. Um, sure, okay. Yeah. Thanks, thanks a minute. Okay. Um, um, okay, so so this book, Born to be Free, I wrote, uh, my first trip to India, I wrote part of it, and then I went to India, and then I found the language to write the second half of it. Because, like, beyond all of it, I didn't have words for it at all for years. It was just like, well, and then it's like, oh my God, you can point. You can actually use language to point at something. And, uh, okay, so then I, I could finish that book. Um, that's that's me reading the book on a, on a um, MP3. And that's that book. And it's like every sentence earned its place. So it was like 120 pages, I'll fly through that. You won't. But, you know. <laughs> if, if you do read it, you get a pen and you scratch and you go over it. Okay. Um, this, this is a DVD. Basically, it's, funny, it's full of teachings. It's, it's, I, I shot it in Ireland. Um, going nowhere. So, it, but it's full of teachings about consciousness and just little little gems, really, about how the mind plays tricks. Huh? This is brand new. We made this just a couple of months ago. Um, it's two meditations, a long one and a short one. So it's called the long and the short of it. The short one is is uh, just under eleven minutes, and you can listen to that like anywhere. Do you know, just to kind of get your perspective set up in the morning or any any time. And the long one is like about 35 minutes long and that's full of teachings about the building blocks of consciousness of all the different layers that 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 you transcend as as you go back actually prior to consciousness itself like like the whole way back the whole way back that's a piece of work the long one it's like oh now what you say what you say what you say and go back but but people have emailed who've done that and they go oh my god i can feel my neurology changing i can feel this shifting that's what people are saying so it's seemingly it helps and this is just a chanting CD of some prayers that are kind of traditional, and then other ones I wrote myself, and it's all original music. That was what was playing when you were um, when you were coming in. Okay. And can you, thank you for your talk time. about the rest of the weekend? What it might be like for someone to participate? In yeah. Weekend. So thank you, Ronnie. Um, is it ten? We no ten thirty. Ten to five. Ten thirty. Ten thirty. Ten thirty. Okay, ten thirty to five. So we take an organic lunch break tomorrow at some point. We know and we're like, okay, we're going to get, we're going to take a, a three-minute break, or we're going to take an hour for lunch, or whatever. We play it by ear tomorrow, so it's difficult to say what time lunch will be. It's kind of like an immersion. You're, you're kind of, you know, if if you're free to come, it's like you're diving in because when your mind is listening to this and you're constantly being pushed back and and breaking up all the the, the, the addiction to your own thought patterns. It's like it's a process. You kind of dive in and some cooking happens, you know, because, because you're constantly, constantly, constantly going back and seeing the mind. And to, to give yourself a few hours or two days, like 10, 12 hours, whatever we have left, to, to, to constantly pull back from your mind. It's like an injection of life. It's just an injection. If you're free, give it to yourself. So to just constantly get help with everybody's everybody everybody's question will help you to see your your tricks of your own mind. So ten thirty to five tomorrow and Sunday. Is it satsang all day or what's the format? Yeah, the meditation or this format. Unless somebody says I really want to meditate, we'll do a meditation. I'm, I'm kind of at your disposal. Yeah.
We can do a guided meditation. Anything, whatever. We just, we just do what needs to be done, huh? Okay, thank you for your time. Stay safe home.